0: Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we're covering the 1996 version of Pinocchio starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and for most of my life, I thought this was a Disney movie. I've always thought of this film as one of Disney's first live-action remakes, but apparently I was wrong. I'm not sure where I got this idea. In my research for this episode, I really tried to find anything that might explain why I thought this was made by Disney, I could have sworn I saw it as part of The Wonderful World of Disney, which was a TV film series I used to watch Sunday nights as a kid in the 90s, but I can't find anything to corroborate that. I do remember borrowing it from the library too, so I think I've just somehow merged some things in my memory and for over 20 years I've just falsely assumed it was a Disney movie. However, I did find several old articles from the time it was released that also described it as a remake of the Disney film, which, now having rewatched it, despite some similarities I would say it mostly isn't. But either way, I think I'm not the only person to have been confused by this thing. However, despite the fact that this was definitely not made by Disney, it does have a few connections, and at some point early in the process this potentially could have been a Disney film. From what I've read, Disney was first approached to helm this film sometime in the 80s, I think with the intention that it would serve as a live-action remake of the 1941 film. However, Disney ultimately ended up passing on the idea. Obviously, that wasn't the end of things, though, because it was eventually picked up by a whole host of production companies, becoming a massive intercontinental production with not just American studios, but also British, French, Czech, and German studios all coming together with Jim Henson Creature Shop to make this thing happen. I'm not sure what they all saw in this thing to make it become such a massive production because the film ultimately ended up becoming kind of a dud and fading into obscurity. Except with me, aside from the Disney version, this was my Pinocchio growing up. Like I said, I remember borrowing it from the library a bunch of times, and even if it wasn't part of the wonderful world of Disney, I could have sworn I taped it off the TV at some point because I'm sure I had it on VHS. Either way, whether I owned it or not, I watched it a lot as a kid, and when I decided to do a series on Pinocchio, I knew this one would have to be one of the ones I covered. Joining me for this episode are my friends Katie Fabric and Nikki from Trivial Theater. I had no specific co-host in mind for this episode when I first decided to cover it. However, as I researched it, I found out there was actually a direct-to-video sequel starring almost no one from the original film, and that idea was just begging for a Nikki and Katie collab so we had to do both. So this week we'll be talking about the 1996 original that I grew up with and next week we'll be talking about the 1999 direct-to-video sequel that I had no idea even existed until doing this podcast.
1: It's funny. I was telling some friends, Oh, yeah, I do a podcast sometimes. They're like, What do they do? And I'm like, Well, right now, all I've been doing is watching bad Pinocchio movies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And one good one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And one good one. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to the world of interesting cinema.
0: And I wouldn't necessarily call this first one bad, but it is kind of mediocre. But also, I watched this when I was a kid, so maybe I have a bit of a soft spot for it. Because I kept having moments throughout watching it where I was, like, having flashbacks. It's like, oh yeah, I remember <laughs> this. I remember this.
1: <laughs> See, I also watched this movie as a kid, and it absolutely terrified me.
2: <laughs> really? What, what, so what exactly about it? Because I this is actually my first viewing of this.
1: Pinocchio's face. I can see it. (laughs) The most terrifying thing. I hated it so much as a kid. And yet I watched this movie, like, multiple times. (laughs) I, like, I hated everything about, like, the faces of, like, anything that wasn't a human.
2: (laughs) Does that include um, Pepe?
1: Oh, yeah. Pepe is
2: the greatest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That moment when he, like, just makes those pop culture references... (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, uh. i loved it how they were in the midst of like a traumatic situation and he's like doing a dance or like you know tipping a straw hat or whatever it's like i don't think you're <laughs> taking this very seriously mr
0: pepe with pepe was he supposed to be dead
2: yeah i think okay. so because
0: well they never they were not clear but in the book he is dead wow <laughs> in the um, book on their first meeting pinocchio murders him with a hammer and this one he i think he just stomps on him and then he shows up later and he's kind of glowy but they never address it
2: he does actually he does actually say that you took me out he doesn't say you took me out but he says something to the extent of well-being that you kind of did something to me i don't remember the exact verbiage but um he does (laughs) offhandedly mention it
0: okay
1: I think he is dead, because, like, I think when you get that first, like, half a second of him flying out of the bush, and right into the screen, and you're like, oh, gosh, it's (laughs) Um, (laughs) him! I think he was blue, if I remember correctly, and then he's green for the rest of the movie, so I think that's, like, his ghosty form or something.
2: Yeah, and he does have kind of a, like you mentioned, he's kind of glowy- and I think they keep that glow throughout pretty consistent, but it's yeah. weird because sometimes it doesn't stay. Can like it 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 gets kind of like the opacity gets funky on it, and it's almost <laughs> like they were dissolving between different I don't know different takes or something of him. It was odd.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think it was very clear, but knowing that he's dead in the book made me think that he probably was dead here, but they didn't make it clear to me anyway.
2: Right. <clears throat> i would agree
0: and i don't think i ever thought that when i was a kid
2: one well, of the first thing you saw and i don't know if was the first like what was your first exposure to um pinocchio was it the disney one
0: yes we had the disney one on vhs that was one of two disney movies we had when i was a kid we had that and aladdin those were the only ones we owned the rest we either just never saw or borrowed from the library
2: okay well, with that in mind, I mean, that being your kind of foundational or your foundational Pinocchio knowledge, that makes sense that, like, why would they kill off such an essential character?
0: Yeah, there's a lot that I'm realizing that the other versions just take straight from the Disney version. The The book, having now actually read the book, this is the first podcast we're doing post reading the book. Everything I've done before this, I have, I had not read the book since I was a kid and even then it was read to me and I don't remember I don't remember much of it. So this will be the first podcast where having read the book, it will inform how I'm judging different scenes <laughs> based <laughs> on how book accurate they are. And I'm noticing that other Pinocchio that I've watched either for the podcast or not or that will be upcoming in the future, they have stuff in it that is closer to Disney than it was to the book which kind of makes sense because Disney sort of wrote the book. They kind of made the book into something that makes a little more sense because the book is all over the place. The book (laughs) is just basically a ton of little short stories. Like there is a narrative through line, but it's mostly just Pinocchio running away and being bad and then repenting and then getting tricked into being bad again. And then tons of misadventures of him just being terrible and learning in horrible ways that he was terrible really (laughs) yeah we'll get to it later when we get to the donkey scene but the book is dark
2: (laughs) you know i I was talking to a friend of mine that works with kids that have been had um abuse in their lives and i was offhandedly mentioning that when we when we did the other pinocchio movies and um she was saying yeah I, i can't i've tried to read the book to my kids and i can't just because it's so Like, the messages of abuse in it are out there, and I guess I I didn't, you kind of see it, but I'm not sure if she's, like, seeing it from the perspective of a therapist, or if she's seeing it from the perspective of a mom, or how exactly,
0: so. I don't know that I would say that, well, I guess it depends on...
2: I mean, abuse can be many things, so.
0: Like, it's it's not, it's not parental or familial abuse in any way but there he's abused by strangers that's for sure over and over and over as are most of the kids any child who was part of the pack that got turned into donkeys i was gonna ask katie Mm -hmm. so you saw this when you were a kid do you remember how you first saw it
1: um i think it was one of the times where i went to the library because we were uh, probably a 10 minute walk from a library and i would jog down there we would just get like a ton of books and then like every like month we'd go back and stuff like that and i was allowed to pick out movies sometimes and i think i don't think i picked that movie but someone's like pinocchio that'll be fun and i was like i'm sure it will be because i'm a stupid child <laughs> and didn't see the signs of how I was like, surely he doesn't look like that in the movie, or he'll look better when he is actually moving, right? No, <laughs> no, he looked worse. He, He's horrible.
2: <laughs> I, I will say um, the, the animatronic puppet that they used for Pinocchio in this um, was actually done by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it took him between nine months and a year to figure out.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think he looked too bad, but I guess stuff like this is not what scared me as a kid. So this was fine to me; it didn't phase me. I can see how it probably would scare some kids, though.
2: <laughs> oh, I could see how it could be massively creepy. Just um, you look at the way he moves, and being it was stop motion.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stop motion in there. I noticed that.
2: That would that would that would do me in at that age. I mean,
0: <laughs> there's a there seems to be a trend of using stop motion for Pinocchio's, even in movies that aren't. Like this is not a stop motion film, but they use it, I think, to pretty good effect in this film. But yeah, some kids are triggered by stop motion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd say as long as you don't end regarded, obviously, if you're gonna do a wide shot, you're gonna see him walking. But it's that uncanny valley of him walking. I think that is probably the thing that at least from an outside perspective would be the thing that would scare that would scare me personally. But yeah.
1: mm.
0: Yeah, I can't remember how I first saw this movie. I have two options. One is the same option as Katie, because I'm fairly certain I do remember this as a tape at the library. But I could also have sworn that this was something that played on the wonderful world of Disney, because for years I have thought of this as Disney's first, one of Disney's first live action remakes. But apparently it is not. Because I thought that I saw it on like a Sunday night cuz Disney always did like the wonderful world of mm-hmm. Disney movies on Sunday nights and I would always watch those. I taped a bunch of them. That's how I watched a lot of movies around that time and of course having it on tape, rewatched and rewatched. So I <laughs> I know I've rewatched this a few times. So I just assumed that that's where it was from, but it could have been one that I borrowed from the library more than once or that my brother's borrowed from the library cuz I have four brothers, so we would sometimes borrow the same movies and just watch them. So I know I watched this several times as a kid, but whether it was something on TV or something from the library, I don't know. I know that sometimes there could be movies that aren't necessarily Disney on The Wonderful World of Disney. So maybe that's where this, maybe they like bought the rights for the night or something. I don't know it'd be interesting if somebody out there knows if this was part of the wonderful world of disney but other than that i'm not exactly sure how i saw it but i just know that when i was a kid i watched it several times well i guess we could talk about the cast there's a couple people on here that i recognize i recognize a couple names but i don't know how much i would have seen them in other things at the time i knew who jonathan taylor thomas was because I loved him because he had the same first name as me. (laughs) I was like, it's so cool that there's a Jonathan on TV. (laughs) (laughs) So I was excited to see him in this because I just liked that he had my name.
2: (laughs) That's a good name to have, too.
0: (laughs) And then I haven't seen much of Rob Schneider, but he's very recognizable. He played the fox. The fox and the cat are different in this version. The fox and the cat in most versions and in the book, are a fox and a cat. In this version, they are people, but their names reference what they are. The fox is Volpe, which is also the name that they gave him in the Guillermo del Toro version. And I think that means fox in Italian. And in the Italian version, no animal was named anything other than the name of the animal that they were. So that makes sense for him. The cat... I don't know what the cat would have been because the cat in this version is female and she is called felinae. It's basically spelled feline, but there's a T at the end.
2: Hmm, Interesting.
0: And they've kind of reversed their roles because in the book and most versions, the Fox is the one in charge. The Fox is the one that's smart and the cat is kind of his dopey sidekick. But in this version, the cat is the one who's in charge. The cat is the one who's smart and the Fox is the idiot. So it's kind of an interesting twist on those two characters. And they're really the only ones that I can think of that are basically the talking animals. Like, no, versions that I've seen, the talking animals kind of just don't get included other than the fox and the cat. And they're the ones that people know. But in the book, there are a lot of talking animals. <laughs> like, a lot. Like, even the judge. Like, it's not the same courtroom scene here, but the judge is a gorilla in the book
2: oh my god really yes They
1: should have just kept that but everyone treated it like it was completely normal like, <laughs> they should
0: have they should have
1: they're just like yep it's a gorilla
0: i'm hoping that there are other versions out there that do that i don't know if i will be able to find I, I think i only have one left to watch for this series this time around that is an actual adaptation of pinocchio that is probably terrible so we'll see if any of the animals show up <laughs> But other than that i'm hoping that i find one in the future that is kind of faithful to the book because it would be interesting to see some of the bizarre things from the book because the book is very bizarre the other main character is martin landau as geppetto and i feel like i've seen him in other things he has a very familiar name but i can't say off the top of my head where i would know him from
2: I mean he did um and I doubt you'd know it, um, there's a there's a movie called so there was a filmmaker back in the fifties and sixties named Ed Wood, and he did like absolutely atrocious movies, like Plan Nine from Outer Space and heard Martin. Of that. <laughs> yeah, Martin Martin Landau played um Bella Lagosi in it was a biopic done by um Tim Burton, but it wasn't really biopic per se. So it's as close to a biopic as you're gonna get from um Tim Burton. Uh. Yeah, he's been in quite a few things. He's a fairly well-seasoned actor.
0: Yeah, and I thought he was a good Geppetto.
2: He was enjoyable.
0: And the other main character that you have from the book is the cricket in this version named Pepe. The cricket is just the cricket in the book. So every version seems to give him a different name. In this one, it's Pepe. And that's David Doyle. And I recognize the voice, but I forgot to look him up, so I don't know what I know him from.
2: Give me a second here i will answer that question for you um oh here we go okay so he was the voice or he was john bosley in charlie's angels um he played grandpa lou in rugrats
0: that's why i recognize the voice yes <laughs> okay now i know why his voice was so recognizable he was the grandpa in rugrats
2: i hated all kinds of stuff back in the night all kinds of voice work back in the 90s he was um let's see here Goof Troop, uh, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Bonkers, Wild West, C.O.W. Boys of (laughs) Moo Mesa. Sonic, uh, Beethoven, Bobby's World, Quack Pack. Yeah, he did kind of everything.
0: Yeah, you're naming a lot of stuff that I have seen, so that's another reason. But when you said The Grandpa in Rugrats, instantly recognizable, yes. (laughs) I probably have seen him in other things, but the grandpa in Rugrats, I know that's why his voice was familiar. The other big character here is Lorenzini, who is... He's sort of an original character, but also sort of an amalgamation of characters from the story. At first, he's basically the character of Mangiafuoco and I'm, if you've seen the Disney Pinocchio, that's Stromboli, basically. Although... Mangiafuoco literally translates from Italian to English as, I think, fire eater. (laughs) So they've paid homage to that by having him eat chili peppers and sort of breathing fire. (laughs) 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 Which is an interesting way to take that character. But he's played by Uno Kier, and I recognize his face, but I don't know if I would have known him from anything else. One second. (laughs) (laughs) It's Udo. Udo Kier.
2: He's played in a lot of stuff. Let's see here. So he is known for, let's see, his most well-known stuff aren't things that I'm familiar with. I know I know him from things. Like he plays a really good bad guy. He just has that face.
0: He looks like characters that I would have seen in old Disney movies, like 60s and 70s, like the really campy comedy action movies, (laughs) because I watched a lot of those as a kid, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. So he was in um one of the Beethoven movies. He was in uh, Puppet Master. One of the Puppet Masters, not the main one. He was a professor, uh, Pericles, uh, in Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated, Lords of Salem, Melancholia. Uh, he was in Chuck, Far Cry, Grindhouse, which was um Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez.
0: Mostly a lot of stuff I've heard of, but never seen.
2: yeah. A lot of horror or horror based things, a lot of voice work too. Johnny Mnemonic, uh, sorry, Ace. Oh, he was in Ace Ventura. Oh, he was in Suspiria. But yeah, he's got stuff going back to 1966, so he's been around. Yeah. Anyway, there's you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the only other actor that I really know that I know and wanted to make sure to mention is somebody who's not a main character we have Don French as one of the bakers. (laughs) (laughs) I love Don French. (laughs) I watched her off and on. Like Half of what we watched as kids was PBS, and every Saturday was Britcom night, and she was the vicar of Dibley. So, like, that's one of those shows that Looking back, it's like that is not appropriate for children, but we didn't get anything that they were saying. (laughs) (laughs) I just like her. She's hilarious.
2: That's a great thing about being a kid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still I remember we went to visit my grandparents one time and we were watching Are You Being Served? Which is also extremely not for children. (laughs) And we were watching and laughing, and my grandpa came in, he was like, you let them watch that that should be rated r (laughs) and i was thinking to myself but why (laughs) and then i grew up and realized oh they weren't talking about what i thought they were talking about (laughs) i still love all those old shows even even the ones that are kind of inappropriate they're still hilarious and i love the actors they're so good (laughs)
2: Well, they were inappropriate without being inappropriate. Like they they Yeah, yeah they were really good at wordplay.
0: Yes. That's that's the whole thing with are you being served. Like, yes, they probably could have been rated R if they were actually talking about what it sounded like they were talking about, but they weren't, so they got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're a kid, you don't have any idea of what they're talking about, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the main cast that I guess is notable. I get I should say BB Newworth as felony, another person where I recognize the name but don't know what she would have been in, but she was the last like there', there I suppose there could be other people that are notable that I just don't know. Oh wait, <laughs> forgot about one who is <laughs> somebody who's not in the book, Leona, played by Genevieve Bouhold who is an actress that I know goes way back but I don't recognize her but she her character is somebody who is made up for this movie she is not in the book at all
2: according to wikipedia she takes the place of the the blue fairy kind of like it's not a one to one
0: a little bit yeah if you really want to stretch the definition of what the blue fairy was in the book because in certain passages she was like a sister and in other passages she was like a mother to pinocchio so Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) But yeah, there was not really, there was no blue fairy in this one, which is interesting, which in some ways makes sense if you're going with the book, because in the book, the blue fairy did not bring Pinocchio to life. Pinocchio was just a sentient tree. (laughs) I don't really know (laughs) what exactly was going on with Pinocchio, because you have another wood carver or woodcutter, I guess, who is not Geppetto, collecting this log that starts abusing him. Like, it drops on his foot, it hits his leg. <laughs> like, he, I don't know, I, if it were me, I would think this log is possessed. But <laughs> <laughs> he, he eventually ends up Giving it to Geppetto, like it, the 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 book is so weird. Like Geppetto and this guy are like sort of friends, but also they fight. Like they have like a full on brawl, and they come out of it friends. I don't know. The the book is weird, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pinocchio the log is just alive, and it's sort of that in this movie. You have Geppetto carving a heart into the tree, like expressing his love for leona and you don't you don't get any backstory yet you just know that he loves whoever this leona is and then when he leaves a bolt of lightning hits the tree and then the heart that he carved is like glowy and magical and then years later he finds the remains of this tree and turns it into pinocchio and pinocchio is alive because
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm alive i'm a real boy i'm alive Well, and it's crazy, he doesn't really see the the heart until he, like, gets in close. It's like, how do you miss... (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's me.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like, how do you miss that?
1: I think, like, the idea was that it rebarked.
2: Oh, true.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking, because I thought he should have seen it, but I think it it was sort of hidden by the bark, because it would have healed over the years, because I think he was supposed to be pretty young when he carved the heart.
1: I think they said it was 20 years
0: Oh, okay. So not super young, I guess, because I wasn't. Sure, I guess the age thing. I wasn't sure how old he was supposed to be. Not that it matters, because <laughs> I like I. Looking at him and Leona together, I was like, they don't look the same age. <laughs> I, I know a lot, a, know a lot know? of movies do that. So I, and it doesn't matter because your most people aren't playing the same age that they are, anyways. But there's a 14 year age difference between the actors. So I don't know what age they were supposed to be in the movie.
2: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure either. All I know is, um, what if we find out later, and it's really a, it's not a point of importance one way or the other, really, but Leona married Geppetto's brother.
0: Yeah. And I want to know what happened to the brother. Is he alive or is he dead? I'm assuming he got dead. He an axe to
2: the face. <laughs> <laughs> he tripped no up. No one knows what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A strange no. piece of wood attacked him. You don't
1: understand, Gorilla Judge. He tripped. Shouldn't <laughs> leave your axe's lying around, but he tripped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he fell down a canyon onto an axe.
0: Just one of the hazards of being a woodcutter. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Darnedest thing, I tell you.
0: Yeah, you have Geppetto carving Pinocchio, and... You get, like, little twitches as he's being put together. And then Geppetto takes a bath fully clothed.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's a PG movie, I'm sure. (laughs) I
0: know that that's the reason, but also, like, there are other ways you could have shot that or other things he could have done. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, yeah, you don't want him to be, like, a naked person in the movie, but, like, why have him take a bath fully clothed? <laughs> that just is so bizarre.
2: Look, like- Geppetto's heart was absolutely shattered by Leona, and he was very self-conscious after that. He just, you know, plus it was a room full of puppets. Would you want a room full of puppets staring at you while you take a bath? Then get a curtain. That is true. It would also work. <laughs> I feel like if they
1: really wanted to make him get in the bath, like, he should have, like, just been drawing the bath and not actually have climbed yeah, in. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and and even, even just shorts. Like, that still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it, it still would make more sense than the whole... Like he had a shirt on. Why are you with a shirt?
2: <laughs> well, he's doing laundry. He's trying to multitask laundry and bath.
0: I suppose maybe that's how they did it in the olden days. <laughs> I have
2: no idea. All I can think is you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe that, you know, maybe you don't throw the Geppetto out with the bathwater either. <laughs> there was actually a really, and this is, it's just caught me because it, I don't know why it caught me, but. At the very beginning, before he starts carving Pinocchio, he's like saying goodnight to all of his puppets and he says that they have to go to bed because bad little boys who, or, or, let's see, bad little boys go to bed without being sandpapered.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like they're already finished, Geppetto. Don't sandpaper them now.
2: That's right, and that doesn't all seem like it'd be very fun.
1: <laughs> all the paper, I mean, all the paint would, like, like, I, mean, I guess that maybe what he does all the time as we learn that he never sells any puppets anyways, so. Yeah. He
0: just well, repaints Well, he, he them. does sell some, because, like, that's the whole point. Like, he, maybe it was just the two, I don't know. He sold at least two to Lorenzini. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking that maybe Lorenzini was, like, a regular customer. I don't I know.
1: Think, yeah, because, like, he said, I'm not going to buy those same puppets you tried to sell me two years ago, so he hasn't been back for two years, I assume.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of get the idea that Geppetto is a little eccentric, so maybe all of these things are just his eccentricities. He just likes bathing in his clothes and (laughs) making puppets he never
2: sells. (laughs) Sandpapering
0: the puppets that are misbehaving. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: he has like stare downs with the one he's like you look here and like half of the he's gotten into stare downs uh with this one puppet giving him the stink eye and he like ends up sanding down half of the puppet's face because he keeps giving him nasty looks (laughs) (laughs) constant road rash
0: well while he's fully clothed bathing pinocchio comes to life and this is the first I remember that memory-unlocked moment when he goes, Excuse me, coming through. (laughs) I don't know why. That's just one of the ones that was stuck in my brain. (laughs) And I love Geppetto's reaction to seeing him. He says, It's happened. I finally lost my mind. (laughs) Like, he's been expecting this for a while.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, he, he was bathing fully clothed, so... (laughs) Maybe he saw the signs.
2: (laughs) One too many conversations with people with sawdust in their heads.
0: You have another scene here where Pinocchio chases a pigeon outside and up onto the roofs of the village. And this was another random memory flashback where he goes, coo, coo, and tries to fly. I was like, oh, I remember that distinctly. I don't yeah. know why, but that one stuck in my head.
1: I remember Luigi. So <laughs> the weird singing guy.
0: He had a good voice. Yeah.
2: Even though they to- he was told to eat socks many, many times.
1: Yeah. He just wants to be Italian, okay? He just wants to sing.
0: <laughs> so you have Geppetto chasing Pinocchio around the village. And they run into Leona, who I'm not sure how Leona feels about Geppetto. Like, yes, they like each other, but I think she also thinks he's a mess.
2: (laughs) You don't have to look far to
0: see that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, at least in this first scene, it's like nobody seems fazed by the fact that Pinocchio can move and speak on his own. Like, later on, it's sort of a novelty, but, like, I couldn't figure out if they thought that he was alive or if he was a puppet it seemed like she didn't think it was strange that he had a living puppet it was just it's it seemed random like she treated him like normal and then gave him some clothes
1: oh geppetto (laughs) (laughs) a a living puppet this time
2: oh you (laughs) have a hat exactly i was saw cuz i've i've seen the i saw the box art for the movie many times i assumed that what was his hair was actually a hat and then yeah. it's like oh he's got a hat and hair cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right there was there was a couple people in the background you kind of see pointing and kind of like whispering and such but by and large yeah that there's it's just normal
0: yeah cuz her friend when they're leaving her friend seems that says that he seems a little stiff and leona says just like his father (laughs) so it's like do they think he's alive or what or do they think he's real i "I didn't know what they thought
2: well and even with things that we have yet to talk about coming up in the next couple scenes there's no way that all of the people that run across him all the situations he gets into people should see him as anything other than a living puppet but they seem like they see him as a real boy
0: yeah yeah it didn't seem like there was much consistency of what people were supposed to think about him. Yeah. You do have one guy who stops him and asks how he made him, and Geppetto says he doesn't know, but he's afraid that they're, he's going to get burnt at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says, no, no, they stopped burning people. They might hang you, though.
1: <laughs> that, Yeah, that was one of the lines I remembered as a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Pinocchio eventually runs off again and he meets another boy and asks if he's a real boy and the kid says yes are you? and he says yes and at this point his nose doesn't grow and I was wondering like I don't feel like in the book that there's a lot of consistency with the nose growing thing because apparently the noses growing with lies came from Pinocchio like that wasn't a thing before Pinocchio was written but it wasn't consistent in the book either like sometimes his nose would grow when he lied when it needed to for the plot to happen but it didn't always grow and sometimes it grew when he didn't lie for like for other reasons so it wasn't fully consistent and i was wondering if maybe that's what they were going for here because like he just says yes and he's not a real boy at this point so i don't know if they were going for that or if he's saying yes yes because he's so naive he doesn't know what a real boy even means so i don't know
2: at that point i don't think he did like he was still like repeating people and kind of getting all that that stuff figured that's kind of what what my interpretation of it was
0: yeah he was still like mimicking people at this point so i don't think he fully even knew how to talk even though he was sort of saying complete sentences
2: right it kind of reminded me and this is there's no correlation between these two, but it's where my head went. Have either of you seen or read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes.
0: I've okay. seen a couple. I've seen the old version. Uh, wait, have I seen the old version? I think I borrowed it from the library years ago.
2: Okay, so you know where the, the whale and the the thing of petunias is falling out of the sky or or manifested out of the sky and starts to fall? Yes. yes. And and the whale is like, oh God, uh uh oh I exist. Um what do I want to call myself? Um I better start naming things. Um, okay, i am gonna call myself uh, uh something big. Whale, I'll call myself a whale and oh that thing coming at me. It's big and grand, it needs a big name. Ground ground okay, I'm going towards the ground. I wonder if it'll be friends with me. That whole bit like him trying to come to terms with his own reality. Kind of that was this. Yeah. <laughs> Only you know he didn't slam into the ground and become, you know, a series of weird arches surrounded by whale blubber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was a really random tangent.
0: <laughs> this is also where you meet the fox and the cat, Volpe and Felonae. And I thought it was funny. I don't know if it on purpose, but felonae, even though it's feline with a T, it's pronounced in such a way that it sounds like felony. <laughs> which i thought was funny and i don't know if it was on purpose or not (laughs) so they're like intrigued by pinocchio and they eventually go off to tell lorenzini about him because they think that they will be enriched by lorenzini (laughs) like they they're kind of dumb even though she's A lot smarter than the fox. Felinae is a lot smarter than Volpe. They both keep thinking that Lorenzini is going to be their friend, and he's not. (laughs) Lorenzini immediately goes to try and buy Pinocchio from Geppetto, but he refuses to sell. And while Lorenzini is trying to haggle with him, Pinocchio jumps out the window and runs off again. (laughs) Which a lot of this is not from the book, but it is very true to the book that Pinocchio just keeps running away. (laughs) <laughs> that happens all the time in the book <laughs> i thought it was interesting in this version pinocchio goes to school of his own accord and i ha- I don't think i've seen that in any version like pinocchio never wants to go to school and even if he does kind of like in the disney version he never gets there but in this version he actually gets to school and sits in class for a while until he gets into a fight with lampwick and then lies about it, and then his nose grows. And this this whole thing, I, I remembered a lot of this, too, from when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And you have a quote directly from the book, even though it's not in this, like, this scene does not exist in the book. But the teacher quotes the book and says, there are two kinds of lies, lies that have short legs and lies that have a long nose, which I don't know what that means, but it's from <laughs> the book. <laughs>
1: it's from the book, so it must be true.
0: Yep. Maybe it's a saying in Italy. I don't know. But it's from the book. So I thought it was interesting that they kept that for the movie. And Pinocchio ends up blasting sawdust all over the teacher by sneezing. (laughs) And he gets kicked out of class. And I think this is also kind of close to what happens in the book. His nose goes back down to the normal size as he confesses to each lie that he's told. And I'm pretty sure that something similar happened in the book. And then this is where you have another scene that was very firmly <laughs> locked in my mind. This is the most random scene, but when he walks by the bakery and sees a kid stuffing his face with a Claire's or something, like that image of this kid stuffing his face with a Claire's, <laughs> like, I remember that kid. <laughs> <laughs> So then Pinocchio decides to just start stuffing his face as well. And this is one of those things where it's never consistent between any of the versions whether or not Pinocchio can or needs to eat. Like in the book, I he's basically alive. Like in the book, he eats, he breathes, he needs everything that a human needs. Like the only thing that separates him from being a human is that his flesh is wood.
2: Oh, interesting
0: he's basically just a magical wooden human in the book so this is one of those things where if you've never read the book it'll seem weird that he's like actively eating and you're you might wonder how but like he eats stuff in the book so it it's from the book that he can eat even though this scene is not in the book he eats so
2: yeah i was totally confused because i and obviously you can't hold there's certain bits of logic that you can't hold with movies like this
1: yeah you know it's
2: it's got its own set of physics but i was just sitting there like where does it all go like that's that's a lot of pastry there's a lot of you know very sweet french pastry stuff to shove in one's face and to not have a massive tummy ache later
0: yeah don french is the main character of the bakery i love her she's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) She sees Pinocchio cramming his face full of all of her baked goods and freaks out and starts chasing him around, sort of destroying her own store, but also Pinocchio is destroying everything by eating it as he's running. And you have people stopping to watch, including Volpe and Felidae. Geppetto also comes by just in time for him to get the blame pinned on him. (laughs) He gets arrested, but Pinocchio escapes for a little while anyway and he's wandering sadly through the town at night and he hears a cricket which is this terrifying cgi monstrosity that flies at his face
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like i don't kill bugs um usually i like to like get them out and let them go but like i would i would stomp <laughs> that too <That's>
0: <laughs> yeah pinocchio stomps it which i mean i can't blame him cuz <laughs> the thing basically attacked him <laughs> Like, in the book, when he kills the cricket, it's malicious. Like, he means to murder this cricket. But in this, he just stomps on a bug that attacked his face, so.
1: (laughs) Pepe, like, gets mad at him. He's just like, do you stomp everyone you first meet? And you're like, well, do you fly into their face and, like, terrify them every single person you meet?
0: That is a good point. (laughs) Yeah, Pinocchio goes home, but the cricket is there, too. But it's glowing now, so I guess he's a ghost.
1: The only logical conclusion.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He says his name is Pepe, and he's there to, I guess, put him on the right track. (laughs) I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he's basically doing the Jiminy Cricket thing, being his conscience. Is he, though? Yeah, sort of. (laughs) I think he's more there just
1: to make
2: quips.
0: Yeah, but in this movie, yes.
1: He's just there to, like, say, I for the beach I but the housing's so bad <laughs> you relate kids
0: <laughs> yeah I think he's probably one of those characters that they wrote in for the adults and he just didn't need to be there
2: agreed at least he sort of fit in you know, like he has a point. He's not just like yeah. Like they're not just like oh crap, we're twenty minutes from the end. We need to toss in Pepe because reasons and
0: yeah. No, he was integrated well. It's just a lot of the way his lines were written weren't.
2: Oh, they were ridiculous. They <laughs> and this is no slight on this movie, but if you look at like the low budget rip offs of of all the different movies that have come out over the past say twenty years, there's a character that's quippy like this. In every single one of those.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially during the this time period. Oh yeah. He's kind of part of a long running trope.
2: Oh, very much. Well, it's kinda of like how Marvel movies now, like they have that you'll have like a very intense situation and like they'll pull out some kind of a quippy thing to kind of break the tension. Yeah. And it kind of kills the moment. Which isn't so much <laughs> the case here, but it still affects. Yeah.
1: Every time Jim and I'm sorry, Pepe put- <laughs> That showed his screen uh, face on the screen. It killed my moment.
2: That's fair. <laughs> I think that is 100% fair.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, he's not. I mean, he's throughout the movie, but he's not in it as much as you would expect. Like, uh, if you've seen the Disney version. Because I think that's most people's frame of reference, is the Disney version. And he's not in it as much as Jiminy was. I will say, though, that his first thing that he tells Pinocchio to do is really stupid because somebody knocks on the door and he just tells him to answer it and smile, which is like the exact opposite thing I would tell a child who is alone in the middle of the night to do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell a a lone child to go answer a door of a stranger in the middle of the night.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, maybe maybe Pinocchio is actually, or maybe uh, Pepe is very anti-Pinocchio, and so all the advice (laughs) he's giving him is the bad advice.
0: It seems like that in this scene, anyway. (laughs) But yeah, it's the police there to arrest him, and he and Geppetto are put on trial the next day. Geppetto ends up getting sentenced to three years in debtor's prison since he doesn't have, I think it was like 3,000 lira to pay the fine, and I'm not sure what that would translate to in dollars. Not that it matters, because it's a different time period anyways, but it's apparently a ton of money. So, enter Lorenzini. Offering to pay off his debt if Pinocchio was given over to him. And Geppetto reluctantly agrees after Lorenzini tells him he can give him a better home than Geppetto can. But Pinocchio doesn't want to go. So Geppetto tries to do the, the, I'm angry so you'll leave me for your own good thing. (laughs) 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 And he tells him he's not a real boy. So he sort of reluctantly agrees to leave with Lorenzini. And on his way out, he tells Geppetto that he loves him.
2: So one real quick thing on this particular section, maybe maybe it was just me. To this point, it still kind of lived in a relatively realistic world. But when I saw the judge's box thing and how high up it went, that was the first time in this movie it felt very fantastical. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I gave it much of a thought because I was already thinking that it wasn't a real world anyways because I had... true. like I'm now familiar with the book and I know that this is the world of Pinocchio is a ridiculous one. So (laughs) that was one of the least ridiculous things that I've seen (laughs) or read. (laughs) Yeah. You would have thought it was even more ridiculous if it was a gorilla up there.
2: Oh, very true. (laughs) Well, and that would be the other thing that would make it crazy, but just like everything to this point was pretty not grounded, but it was like the buildings all worked everything outside of a wooden boy you know, by and large, everything was normal. And then you get that and it's like, well, okay. And then we all head off to the circus, the carnival, and things kind of start going crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Slowly descend into madness.
2: Yes. (laughs) I mean, I descended into madness like 20 minutes ago, but you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have a brief scene after this where Geppetto leaves the court and Leona calls down to him from her window to tell him that she's sorry about what happened she's woven throughout the whole movie in little bits here and there like she's not a main character but she kind of is because she's throughout the entire movie in just little snippets so pinocchio goes on to be the star in lorenzini's shows and you have a scene where he's given some gold coins as payment which it's sort of like the everything with lorenzini is similar to the book but also very different because Mang- Mangiafuoco, I don't know how to pronounce his name for sure, Mangiafuoco, he seems like a bad guy in the book, but he's also sort of nice. I don't know. Like he's going to burn Pinocchio alive in the book, but then he doesn't. <laughs> he's confu- <laughs> He's a confusing character. He also gives Pinocchio some money in the book and lets him go. So he's not the same character as... Like Lorenzini or Stromboli in the Disney version. He's not like straight up evil in the book. So, this is a similar scene in that he's giving him gold coins, which will be part of the story later, like in the book. But this plays out differently because Pinocchio learns through this. Like, he thinks that this means that Lorenzini loves him, but Pepe shows him, no, he doesn't love you. And this is where you get him breathing fire. Like, he uses this giant fish puppet thing as sort of i don't know what it is like he blows pepper breath into this thing and it shoots out his fire <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's foreshadowing yeah that's kind of what i was thinking well at this point i at this point i didn't think that there was going to be like i'd forgotten about everything that happens towards the end and i didn't know if there was going to actually be a terrible dogfish or great shark or monster of the whale or whatever depending on which version you're reading or watching it can be one of several things so i figured well maybe that's this version's version is having lorenzini use this thing and that's that's the whale or the dogfish or the shark so i didn't know where they were going with this and yeah
1: oh you poor soul (laughs) (laughs) i remembered We'll talk about it later, <laughs> but I remember.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also thought that at this point, like I said, I forgot how at this ends. So I was like, why does this guy want to burn expensive puppets in every show? Like he's talking about this, like this is going to be his new thing. Like, why are you just going to torch all these expensive puppets? <laughs> I, you find out later that money is no object to this guy, but yeah, it seemed like a very dumb idea to just set everything on fire as a closer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Pinocchio, he's <laughs> he's basically reminded that Geppetto made some of these puppets, so they're basically his brothers and sisters, and he needs to save them. So he starts yanking their strings, which knocks a puppeteer out of the rafters, hitting the fish, redirecting the fire onto the curtain, and burning down the entire theater. <laughs> Which, like, Lorenzini should have seen that coming. Like, don't use live fire in a place where you've got fabric hanging everywhere.
2: <laughs> All you live, you learn.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pinocchio saves his siblings and escapes, but Lorenzini tells Volpe and... <laughs> okay, my, my autocorrect. <laughs> Felonay was autocorrected to Fennel. <laughs> 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 Volpe and Fellone, not Fennel. <laughs> yeah. So, Lorenzini tells Volpe and Fellone to bring Pinocchio back to him, or he'll kill them both. At this point, if I were working for him, I would be like, "Bye" and never come back.
2: <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you can go out there and you know, if you can get clear of him. And still keep your job, you can still collect wages and run away. Yeah, maybe they still provide health insurance at that point.
0: Yeah, well, Felidae may be slightly smarter than Volpe, but they're both not really the brightest bulbs in the bunch.
2: No, definitely not.
0: (laughs) Pinocchio eventually leaps into a river and floats downstream and winds up in a forest. There's kind of a musical number in this scene. The, The movie is sort of a musical, but not really. Like, it's kind of a weird almost musical, but not really. (laughs) Meanwhile, Geppetto is searching everywhere for Pinocchio with the help of Leona, and she says that she's been all over town and even went to ask the witch who hasn't spoken in years if she'd seen him. What did she say? What did she say? (laughs) Nothing.
2: (laughs) That was a good joke. It was. (laughs) And he gets a stick.
0: Yeah, the witch gave her a stick, which apparently means Pinocchio went to the forest. <laughs> like, okay, I guess I mean, she's a witch. She must know things.
2: <laughs> couldn't she just have written it down? She could have been like, hey, I think he's going to go to the forest.
0: That's not the witchy way.
2: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, considering the judge's bench is like 20,000 feet high. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Eventually, Felinae and Volpe find Pinocchio after he gets chased out of the woods by a woodpecker. He had wandered into a church, and they followed the sound of him dropping a golden coin into the offering plate, which they promptly stole.
1: Yeah, they did. Yep.
0: And you get a scene here where Pinocchio learns what forgiveness is, and this could have been a very poignant scene where he prays for forgiveness for being a puppet instead of a real boy for his father. But then Volpe starts sobbing about missing his father too and ruins what could have been a moment. (laughs) 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 And she tells him that she knows of a way he can become a real boy if he buys a miracle, but miracles are expensive and he doesn't have enough money but they know where he can get more if he plants his gold in the field of miracles and waits it'll grow into i guess a coin plant this is from the book but in different context like in the book he wants more money that he can give to his father and they trick him into going to the field of miracles and planting his coins this is a different context the way they're doing it but this is actually from the book
2: really oh that's cool
0: yes So that's what they do. They go plant the coins. And then Pepe comes by and tells him that he's been tricked because miracles don't grow on trees. But he doesn't want to listen and he waits it out. And he goes back to the field and sees that they dug up his coins while he was gone. (laughs) I don't know why, but him yelling at himself, stupid me, really cracked me up.
2: (laughs) I think in that time a dog came and peed on him as well.
0: Yes, yeah. that was a dumb joke. I was like, why did you, why is that supposed to be funny? I suppose maybe a little kid would find that funny, but I didn't.
1: It's comedy, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, it's comedy is subjective.
0: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: You don't understand.
0: <laughs> I didn't understand the artistic vision that they had for having it this It was very high, bro. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in here you also have a near miss with geppetto going through the town looking for him they like just miss each other and after all this a stagecoach comes by carrying lampwick who was a character like you saw lampwick a couple times earlier in the movie like he gets into a fight with him at school so pinocchio recognizes him and he calls him to join them they're going to terra magica which is in the Disney version of this was Pleasure Island. In the book, I believe it was called The Isle of Toys. Really? Because like, I've always just assumed that Pleasure Island was the name, but that was from Disney.
1: If it's The Isle of Toys, is there a Charlie in the Box there? Is
2: there a what? <laughs> a Charlie in the Box. Well, that's The Isle of Misfit Toys. That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the wiki page it says Toyland. And there, there, are, <laughs> there are differences in different versions, like depending on who translated it. So, I think the version that I was listening to called it the Island of Toys. So, on the wiki page, it says Toyland. Like there are various differences, like the blue fairy can be either the fairy with blue hair or the fairy with azure hair, and there's just little translation differences in different versions. So, like even what became Monster in the Disney version is either the terrible dogfish or the great shark depending on who's been translating it so in this version they took the idea and made it terra magica because i guess that just sounds more magical
2: i mean it has the word magic in it so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah sort of it's not even an island though they just go through a waterfall and it's on the other side like all of this horror is happening very near to the town that it's that the kids are being taken from
1: (laughs) i think i'm just gonna say if i was trying to sell something to little boys i feel like terra magica sounds a bit more like a place like tinkerbell would hang out (laughs) than like where i would be like yeah that makes me want to go smash chalkboards
0: (laughs) i guess i could see that like they could have called it the island of destruction come smash stuff (laughs) there we go mallet point i mean for some kids that's all you'd have to say (laughs) they'll they'll be like i'll give you an infinite supply of everything you could ever want to purposely break and never get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) i mean when i was a kid i probably could have been tricked into doing something like that because we liked breaking things that we thought were garbage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gorilla Judge, you don't understand. I thought it was garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he leaves on the stagecoach. He also loses his hat, which Geppetto and Leona eventually find on the beach. They do. They see him get on the stagecoach, and they try to follow but lose him. But when they find his hat on the beach, Geppetto thinks he went out to sea, which... He didn't lose sight of him that long ago, so he would still be visible. <laughs> this seems like <laughs> Geppetto was not thinking things through very well, but I think we've already established he's a little off.
1: <laughs> he's obviously riding one of those floatable stagecoaches.
0: Yeah. He decides to just take a boat that's on the beach. He apparently steals somebody's boat <laughs> and <laughs> rows out to sea. And this is where you find out their backstory, because he and Leona are yelling back and forth, and you find out that the reason that he was in love with her and they never did anything about that was that the day that he carved the heart into the Pinocchio tree, she accepted his brother's proposal, so she was taken that day, and that was the end of that. But if the brothers died, you'd think he would have done something about that after the brother died, but <laughs> oh well.
2: Somebody knows, but it's not us.
0: Yeah. So, back to Terra Magica. It turns out that Lorenzini owns this park, which is new to this version, because Mangio Fuoco had nothing to do with the scene with any of the donkeys. So, this is why he, this Lorenzini character is kind of an amalgamation of characters from the book. So, he owns the park, and apparently in this version, like, they've changed the idea that... It's just bad little boys turn into donkeys. In this version, they need to drink cursed water in order <laughs> to change into donkeys, which the the water does the same thing. Like, you don't find out right away. Like, I assumed it was just donkey water. <laughs> like, in my notes, I kept calling it donkey water <laughs> until you find out later that it brings out your true nature. So so that's why the little boys turn into donkeys. But yeah, I... I'm going to have to stop myself from calling it donkey water because that's what I wrote through my notes until I figured out what was going on. But I just thought donkey water sounded funny.
2: Well, I mean, in theory, it is donkey water until we're proven otherwise a little bit later on. So you're okay for now.
0: Yeah. But yeah, this is why Lorenzini felt like he could just burn puppets (laughs) willy-nilly because he has an infinite supply of donkey children that he can sell into slavery and also skin for a new pair of boots which is extremely dark (laughs) because he he, when they turn this the first batch into donkeys he tells one of his minions to skin one for a new pair of boots (laughs) which is kind of horrifying literally a child a minute ago and you're skinning it for boots
2: What else would you do with it? Yeah, it sounds like he's got an abundance of donkeys, really. I mean, how many donkeys does any one person need?
0: I I mean, he seems to think in that same direction, so yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, it's the water that turns them into donkeys, which in this version turns out to be a key detail, because earlier, while they were misbehaving, Pinocchio got shot full of holes when they were playing with a gun. <laughs> so <laughs> with him the water like they go through a roller coaster and get showered and drink the water so the water all kind of leaks out of him and he only gets partially turned into a donkey so he's fine while all the kids around him are fully donkey-fied
2: and it's creepy as hell when they when it when they go through the transformation
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: how did you not remember this Jonathan? <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was too traumatic and I blocked it yeah, out. Yeah, that's don't know. fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think it's just one of those things that different kids are affected differently because with the original Disney Pinocchio, I don't remember the donkey scene terrifying me at all. And then watching it as an adult, I was like, this is really disturbing. Why was I not affected as a child? Like, I remembered <laughs> watching it. Like, I remembered everything, but it hit different as an adult than it did as a kid. I think it was the fact that it was more like you understood more of what was going on. Like, if you start thinking about it, everything that's happening in both this one and the Disney version, it's literally human trafficking in a very horrifying way.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, it's played kind of for laughs. And in this version, there's no lasting effects. And I mean I, guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess... Thank God for that. I mean, I I This is now, now is as good a time as any to talk about the book, because in the book, there's no coming back from being a donkey. The only one who gets turned back is Pinocchio, because Pinocchio is bought by someone who wants his skin, and they feel sorry for him and don't want him to suffer, so they tie a rope around him and decide to toss him in the ocean to drown instead of killing him in a normal way. Wow,
2: that's really (laughs) nice. That's
0: not even the end of it. He doesn't drown. He's eaten alive by fish. And instead of a skeleton, he still had his wooden body. So the fish eat the donkey off of him and he's left behind. Oh my God. (laughs) The book is dark. The book is messed up.
2: I'm just thinking logistically, like, wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, the book is messed up. So he's
2: literally like a puppet in donkey's clothing.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
2: What (laughs) kind of
1: sawdust was this person smoking? Not the good stuff.
0: The whole book is just a series of, not even unfortunate events, a series of horrible events that happened to Pinocchio, because the point of the book, Pinocchio, is to tell children not to misbehave. (laughs) because pinocchio is a terrible little kid and he gets comeuppance for every terrible thing that he does in horrifying ways <laughs> like he's literally hung like the the original ending for the book was him getting hung and dying until the publisher told him that he needed to write some more and give it a better ending
2: <laughs> and when, when was pinocchio written
0: in the 1800s
2: uh, that explains it
0: yeah no the book is dark <laughs> And it's also matter of fact, like, at at least in the version that I was listening to, it was just the guy was just like a normal talking, just matter of factly telling all these things that were happening. (laughs) If you think about what's going on, there should there should be like horror movie music playing. The guy should be (laughs) talking in a sinister voice. (laughs) there's so much messed up stuff that happens in the book pinocchio that it's a wonder that disney ever thought it was suitable for making into a movie (laughs) the the disney version was very sanitized like to like more than most of their other stuff i mean bambi was also extraordinarily dark but disney really cleaned up the stuff from the book
2: (laughs) I mean, if you look at the old uh, Hans Christian Andersen movies or uh, stories, those are pretty dark, but how do they rate compared to this?
0: It's been so long since I read any of that. And really, I think Grimms would be even darker than Hans Christian Andersen. But I think that the book Pinocchio was written in that kind of style where just you're bad, so bad things are going to happen to you.
2: Wow. So no redemption.
0: I mean, at the the end, Pinocchio does turn into a real boy in the book, but after a ton of horrible things happened to him. And also, since we're on the donkey scene, the donkeys, in this version, you later find out that they turned back after they performed enough good deeds. But in the book, none of them turned back, and in fact, he finds Lampwick again much later and watches him die. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's dark.
2: I mean, I was going to say, like, in the... I'm trying to think if it was the next, like, in the New Adventures, someone, and I I think it was the little apparition that he sees, without giving too much away, tells him, you know, you've had to do a lot of good to make up for all that bad. And that, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, relates back to this, but still, wow. That's that's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, all the kids are turned into donkeys, except Pinocchio, basically just grows ears which get broken off right away by lorenzini and he gets lampwick to kick him into the water and he starts transforming into something that we can't see but one of the kids screams that he's turning into a monster and he jumps out of the pool and runs away like he dives into the ocean so everyone escapes and pinocchio finds leona at the beach and she tells him where geppetto went and then he leaves just as abruptly as geppetto did (laughs) (laughs) leona yells after him but he doesn't stop and then out at sea he sees a massive creature below him and maybe a sunken boat and then he gets eaten and pepe is there he remarks that it smells like rotten chili peppers inside this monster which means obviously that this is lorenzini (laughs) which is another (laughs) twist just for this version lorenzini Lorenzini is basically all of the original villains mixed into one, (laughs) plus the fish. Like, he turned into the monster, which I kind of (laughs) like. Like, I like that they were, like, if they're going to go your own direction with a character like this, I like that they were able to mash them all up like this in a way that feels natural. It's bizarre, but I appreciate the creativity. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it
2: was definitely solid
0: pinocchio finds geppetto in his side the stomach and they try to find a way out back up lorenzini's throat geppetto can't fit so pinocchio this i remembered the pinocchio lying to extend his nose and stretch out the throat i don't know why i didn't remember anything that came before that but pinocchio (laughs) telling his father that he hated him and his nose growing that i remembered (laughs) (laughs) so lorenzini starts choking and he coughs them out and the last thing we see of him is him disappearing into the depths of the sea, coughing and choking. And I was thinking, this is one of those rare versions that there actually is. I mean, not to spoil the next movie. If the next movie didn't exist, you get some comeuppance for the villain. <laughs> because it seems like he has been done for. Like, in he should have died, <laughs> honestly, by... This giant spike in his throat choking him like eventually that's going to kill somebody. So he gets some comeuppance for the human trafficking, which you don't always get. You don't usually get in versions of Pinocchio. Usually the criminals just kind of get away with things. So they wash up on the beach where Leona is taking care of a donkey, which I don't know if it was one of the donkey children or not.
1: I think it might have been Lanceworth.
0: That's kind of what I thought, but also they did have a wagon earlier, so maybe it was theirs. I don't I don't know. She gives it some hay and tells it not to judge her cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio and Geppetto, they apologize to each other, and they hug, and Pinocchio starts crying magical tears, which fall on his carved heart, and they turn him into Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they first turn him into a beautiful mixture
2: of (laughs) the the puppet and then yeah
0: yes yes
2: so i i had to double check when this came out because i was thinking that jonathan taylor thomas was younger than what he was supposed to be but it's like he was apparently 15 or 16 in this like by normal age
0: i wonder if this is a case where they might have shot it a few years earlier maybe they might have delayed because he did not seem fifteen or sixteen.
2: No, even in voice,
0: yeah, it would not have um, unless
2: they unless they pitch shifted it. But he didn't sound what what you would think a fifteen or sixteen would sound like.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. So he's human now. They all go home together, but on the way, Pinocchio makes them stop the wagon, and he runs off to tell Felline and Volpe about Terra Magica and the magical water. But he tells them that if they drink the water while holding a rock, the rock will turn to gold. And for some reason, they believe this. Like I said, she might be smarter than him, but they're both not (laughs) that smart. And you later find out that they've been transformed into a real cat and fox. Which they can still talk as a cat and a fox, but the donkeys couldn't talk. There's not exactly any logic to this (laughs) magic.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's adult versus child.
0: I don't know, but the monster version of Lorenzini couldn't talk that we know of, so.
2: Uh, true. True.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, they get home and Pinocchio asked had a car from a girlfriend, which is another thing that I remembered. <laughs> I was I don't know what then. Thinking on it now it seems like a weird 90s thing to do. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. Just I don't feel like that would be something that would fit in today's humor. It just seems like something that's very 90s. I don't know why I think it's 90s. Oh, it totally to is. That's thing. yeah. It's, it's a very cheeky 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it shows that despite everything, you know, Pinocchio is still very cheeky in his approach. And you know, there's kind of like lines like that throughout really.
0: Yeah, and it it almost seems like the Pinot, I mean, it's not supposed to, but when he turns into Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he seems like a different character. <laughs> like, he seems more, like you say, cheeky as the human version than he did when he was wooden. Very much. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, he got a brain, so. <laughs>
2: True. No longer sawdust.
0: <laughs> sure, we'll go with that.
1: It is funny because when he's in his puppet form, they like say that his head is hollow, and it's like, well, good thing Geppetto like stopped right before, like, he hit like the hollow area, and like, Pinocchio doesn't have like gaping <laughs> holes. True.
0: <laughs> I don't even think <laughs> of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's basically the end, except you have some narration by Pepe telling us that Geppetto and Leona lived happily ever after. Although to me they did not look like she looked uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> well, I you know her brothers, her brothers, her husband's brother. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: if slight spoilers for the second one, but she's not around anymore.
2: Yep. So maybe Pepe, so Pepe was Pepe lying. To us. Lied.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did not live happily ever after. I had yeah. to
2: find happily ever after, you know. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe her happily ever after was not hanging out
2: with Joffoto. There you go. I like it.
0: <laughs> that Sure, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> That's better than all the things you could insinuate from the fact that you get to the next one and she's not around. And I was <laughs> like, so what? Did she live for like a few more months and then die? <laughs> <laughs> You also have Pepe saying, telling us about the donkeys transforming back into boys by doing their many good deeds. And like I said, that is extremely not what happened in the book.
2: Well, the 90s was about happy endings. Like, regardless, you had to have a happy ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's the end for now. <laughs> and we'll be back next time to talk about what happened after this. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you ever want to know what happened to Pinocchio after the one thing that made him interesting left? (laughs)
2: It's like every sequel or like 80% of sequels made today.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kind of, yes. (laughs) This is where that started. No, I'm sure it started earlier than nabbit,
2: Jonathan, we talked about this. You can't be wandering things like that because one of those uh, studio execs is going to pick up on it. And things are going to happen.
0: <laughs> I think they've been happening for a while.
2: Yeah, they have. You're right.
0: <laughs> okay, well, until the next episode, do you guys want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Katie?
1: Um, You can find me at Katie Draws Things on Twitter and Instagram. I draw things. And
2: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Nikki?
2: Uh, You can find me here on YouTube at Trivial Theater. I do a wide variety of random, obscure, and straight-up bad movies. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Trivial Theater.
0: Okay. Well, until next time.
2: Remember, miracles are made in the heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.